This is Evermore Poe, the turbulent youth of Edgar Allan Poe. Chapter 23 Eddie and Robert planned to sit in the rear garden's gazebo for the final tutoring session. It was a perfect spot to take in the idyllic weather while studying. Almost too perfect. Eddie opened a book on Latin poetry to begin, but he couldn't concentrate. Every sound, the tinkling of a wind chime, the sound of a door, everything caught his attention as the potential entrance of Jane, who had yet to make an appearance. Feelings of guilt washed over him each time Robert asked a question. I'm sorry, Bobby. What did you say? Eddie knew he wasn't paying attention to the boy at all. Finally, he managed to shake it off and focus on the task at hand. After weeks of tutoring, Robert seemed to find some confidence in his work and was genuinely eager to impress his teenage mentor. The lesson was wrapping up when the Stannard's servant Samuel returned. Pardon me, sir, but Judge Stannard would like to have a word with you. Eddie's heart sank. Judge Stannard wanted to see him? It must be a trap, he thought. He knows I'm infatuated with his wife. Given Eddie's newfound belief in magic, it only seemed plausible. But Eddie had never uttered a word to anyone about his true feelings for Jane. Not to his friends, certainly not to Juliet, given his conflicted feelings for her, too. He hadn't told a soul about his fantasies of a married woman. Even the poems he wrote about Jane used pseudonyms like Helen or no name at all. And although Eddie had often wanted to act on his true feelings— by grabbing Jane or kissing her in the parlor, he never actually did it. Still, the judge wanted to see him. Eddie swallowed hard and followed the servant into the house. He was escorted into the judge's private office. Like Pa's office back home, this one had a wall of books and a grand desk of mahogany with piles of documents scattered about. But that was the end of the comparison. Judge Stannard's office was adorned with warm wainscoting panels along each wall. Eddie suddenly fell out of his league. He steadied himself to meet the judge, but inside he was a pile of nerves. It was not the welcoming flutter he had felt each time he waited for Jane. It didn't help that the man who entered was an imposing figure. It took all of his courage to sum up the strength to shake Judge Stannard's hand, which was now extended in a gesture of goodwill. Eddie reached out to reciprocate, grasping the digits with a fish-like grip. My wife speaks very highly of you, and I'm sure you know our son thinks you can do no wrong. I apologize that I've been unable to meet you until now. It is my wife's turn to be absent today. Off to the dressmaker or some other women's nonsense. Eddie was disappointed to learn that he wouldn't be seeing Jane that day. We were very grateful to you, Edgar, for your heroism at the canal last month. If not for your swimming ability and good timing, I fear the Stannard family may have suffered a great loss. I owe you payment as Bobby's tutor, but I also believe a reward for your heroism is overdue. A reward? Eddie thought. It had never crossed his mind. Oh, no, sir, I I couldn't. It was fate that I was there that night, that's all. Eddie's response was received as humility, but in reality, it was driven by fear. If Pa got word of the incident at the canal that night, he would simply declare it as yet another tall tale, followed by a good beating. There was always a beating. 
Oh, sir, uh, uh, your honor, I couldn't possibly. You did a noble thing, the judge cut him off. You must be rewarded. But what is an adequate sum for saving one's life? Perhaps we pay you for the tutoring, but offer a gift as a reward. Tell me, Edgar, is there anything you truly desire? Ideas flooded Eddie's mind. What do I want? I want a publishing contract. I want to leave Richmond. I want to be respected. I want to be with Juliet. I want to have Pa's affection again, to be legally adopted. I want Jane. I want to be somewhere, anywhere that isn't here. There were many, many things that Eddie wanted, but the judge could not give him a single one. Then Eddie had an idea. Uh, would you, by any chance, have a spare Bible? A Bible? Judge Standard laughed. Well, I didn't see that one coming. Samuel, won't you fetch that spare Bible from the library for us? The old servant appeared only a moment later, holding a beautiful leather Bible with gilded edges. Thinking quickly, Eddie said, There is one thing I had hoped to speak to you and J- uh, Mrs. Stannard about. Bobby says he can't swim. Maybe I could teach him a few strokes over the summer. Judge Stannard agreed, and the lessons were set to begin as soon as the water was warm. It would be just enough time for Eddie to get into top physical shape himself. With a guaranteed excuse to see Jane over the summer, Eddie was on cloud nine. With money from the tutoring job in his pocket and a fresh new Bible under his arm, Eddie had a plan for the summer. He outstretched his hand for one last handshake. This time, he made sure to get in a good, firm grip. Evermore Poe is the historical account of a teenaged Edgar Allan Poe. If you'd like to learn more about Eddie's devolution to become the master of the macabre, please don't forget to follow and share this podcast. Evermore Poe was researched, written, produced, and edited by yours truly, journalist Chris Kosach. I began my research more than a decade ago using vetted journalistic methods with corroborated fact-checking from respected sources including the Library of Congress, periodicals obtained from multiple Poe museums, notable scholars, and the National Archives, among other collections, strung together in a narrative style. In other words, my story is mostly true. Our music today is from Esther Abrami. It should be noted that some of the characters in Evermore Poe are composites of real people, including servants and slaves who lived in the Allen home at the time of our story. Please note, while Evermore Poe is based on fact, it should not be confused with the historic record. For that, I hope you will go down your own rabbit hole to research one of the most thrilling American authors of all time. Our story continues again next time on Evermore Poe. Until then, I'm Chris Kosach. Thank you for listening.